Dr. Tyrone Otis, as I call him, Tebow. Holden. Tyrone. <laughs> oh, all my life. Yes, yes, Lord. All my life. Yes. All of the generations in our lives have brought us thus far to this day in time right now. Amen. Amen. We thank God for his word. We thank God for the producer and the song leading into the wrapping up of this Resurrection Sunday. Uh, it is so profound. And I'm first of all, thank God for my wife and my Amen. daughter being here with me. Amen. Amen. I thank God for Cecily being on the line with us. I thank God for Brother Jim coming out of the hospital and being in service. Yes. I thank God for Brother Nelson Crater. And I'm speaking of these people because these are people that have personally affected my life. And I hope and pray that I too affected their lives. Amen. It goes unsaid and it goes without saying that uh, my partner, my buddy, my classmate, Irving the Bow, I call him, has also been one very presence in my life. And I thank him for giving us the opportunity. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this word as it goes forth, as it wraps up this day of resurrection, that you just let self be removed and let your Holy Ghost have the right of way. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that this message that will go forth will be one to not only the generations, but even the future generations, that we will do all those things to equip them, to give them all the, necessi the necessities to live this thing called life on earth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. And I want to get, I, I got need some calls and response. Let us all say, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Your mics. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. You know, us preachers, we like, we like a call and response. Now, even though a lot of us have grown up in the Catholic church, and <laughs> some of us even Presbyterians or whatever faith you've grown up in the Catholic church, we didn't have no call and response. <laughs> Only call and response we had was to kneel and get up, or kneel again and get up, or kneel again and get up. <laughs> but we preachers, uh, we ministers of the gospel, we and my fellow yokemen can attest that we just like you to say every now and then, amen, to let you know, let us know that the word is going forth. Um, on this day, uh, Rodney had mentioned and Will had already told everyone that he had went forth and the Lord put it on his, on, on his heart for us to speak. And then I thank God for our producer. I always call, I call him the producer. Uh, that's Lynn, Lynn Sanford. That's, that's the nephew of Irving, uh, the Will. The, and that's Patty's son. And that's Pam's nephew and Rodney's nephew. But I thank God for him because we call him the professor as well and he so eloquently broke down and he said i'm gonna take the first three <laughs> but in fact you know the producer could have took all of them <laughs> because even in the first three it encompassed all of the points 
that Rodney had uh, put on his heart as he was led by the Spirit for us to share. Now, I like for someone to help me out and grab some scriptures for me. And I'm not going to be before you long. I'm going to tell you, hold one second. Baby, take my cornbread out the oven. <laughs> Amen. All right. I heard. See, I put it on timer. Amen. So uh, y'all know me. I like to cook. So I just want to make sure I didn't burn the cornbread. Amen. <laughs> That's my daughter. Oh, That's why I laugh. <laughs> you know, y'all know I'm straight no chaser, right? Y'all know y'all like he said, you put your, hook it up because the roller coaster getting ready to go down now. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. And that is, is that the profoundness of this word today is so important because we have so many myths, myths that have gone forth. And they're myths because they're not true. They're lies. And so consequently, uh, I had a chance to be around the brethren uh, some years ago, a couple of years ago. And I asked the brothers, I said, where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? And then they have these different generations, the millennials, and then and then the X generation, and the Z generation, and the generation this, the generation that. And when I looked in the Old Testament, I found that, you know, there are there's a thing, and I discovered this, and I thank God for him uh, giving me revelation knowledge, that I actually know that there is a profound word and a actual revelation of what is called a generation or generational curses generational curses generational curses and what that means is is that sometimes we can't explain why things happen to us or why things go on in our lives and it's not necessarily because of the things that we have done but they have been passed on from our grandparents or our great-grandparents, the generations before us. As we know about King David when he was king, and this king was even called and anointed by a prophet years ago when he was a little boy, and all of his brothers just knew they were going to be, that when the prophet came and and, and, and said who was going to be king and all the sons lined up and they just knew that it wasn't going to be little David. He was the young lad who took his job was to tend to the sheep. And of course, he, as you know, the story goes that he not only God prepared him to tend for the sheep, but he also was the one whom God chose to slay Goliath and to become one of the greatest kings. And in the story in the Old Testament that we know of, that David was not only a king, but he was the apple of God's eye. Amen. So we thank God. So we thank God for um, knowing that. And so consequently, um, I want to home in on nine scriptures. So this is how we're going to wrap this up because when Rodney did uh, mention to us about generations and about teaching a generation, educating a generation, equipping a generation, um, let me go through the whole list. 
uh, training a generation, guiding a generation, speaking to a generation. Again, starting from the beginning, saving a generation, building a generation, educating a generation, equipping a generation, training a generation, guiding a generation, and of course, speaking to a generation. Well, what I'm about to share with you is the revelation that God gave me. And I thank God that you will have an ear to hear. So I'm going to speak from scriptures. And if I had to title uh, this speak, this part of my speaking, I would say, do you know who you are in this generation? Do you know who you are of your generation? Do you know who you are from the generation you came from? Do you know who you are and how you are passing on and affecting the generation that's coming behind you? I have five children, I have 12 grandchildren. And consequently, folks are looking at you. And Will so eloquently said that, you know, your life, and I'm, rap, I'm saying paraphrasing in my own words, our lives are standing trophies of God's goodness. But how do we save? How do we equip? How do we educate? Uh -huh. How do we speak? Uh -huh. Amen. We have to understand that the resurrection, hello somebody, the resurrection is within us. Come on. The sacrifice that Jesus paid was for us to be born again. Amen. Amen. So consequently in the old law, in the old testament, the old law, they had what we call, and most of those of us that were in Catholicism, they had priests. And the priests had gone forth and the priests were the ones who would make the sacrifice for the people's sins. Amen. Amen. And so we have, he was the go-between. He was the go-between. But when Jesus came, because you know God, and listen to this, God created us in what? His image, in his image. But people don't realize the whole thing says that he created us in his image and his likeness. His likeness. Hello, generations. Come on. His likeness. Amen. His Man. likeness. What does that mean? That means that if I am in his image and his likeness, that these generations that are coming after me if I don't present that image and that likeness of Christ, then we're going to still have problems speaking. We're going to still have problems equipping. We're going to still have problems educating. We're going to still have the problems of the generations that are plagued today. They're lost. Sad. Sad. My daughter that's here with me now, She's, she teaches second grade. Well, she did teach second grade, but now she's a reading specialist where she helps teachers because, you know, as we were growing up, as we grew up, the, what's the basic principles of education? You got to learn what? Reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? But all these days that are plagued with the school systems now, it's sad because it's all political. It's all political. 
And as a result, where are the kids being educated? What are the kids being taught? What are they, how are we speaking to them? And so there are mysteries. And y'all know, as Rodney said, my favorite apostle, my favorite partner is Apostle Paul. And Paul wrote to is predominantly the majority of the New Testament. But these scriptures I'm going to quote to you or read to you are what Paul's journey was because Paul, being my brethren, said, he said, I'm the least of the saints. Man, I didn't did this. I didn't did that. I didn't looked at as the Roman soldier that I was and now having them to chase me because they feel I'm a traitor. And now even the Christians who walk with Jesus, who were there with Jesus, they recognize me thinking I was a spy undercover because now I know that Jesus is the way. Yeah. But they're looking at me that I must be an imposter. Now he got his boys chasing him and then he got Christians thinking he's undercover. So where does he go? He said, I'm the least of the saints. He said, but one thing I do do, I forget what's behind me and I press forward to the calling of, and the high calling of Jesus. Somebody give me Romans 8 and 10. So Paul said there were mysteries, mysteries, mysteries of the gospel. And the mysteries of the gospel have been hidden, hidden throughout the generations. And all we have to do is understand that Christ lives within us. Christ lives within us. When somebody gets Romans 8 and 10, say amen. Christ lives within us. I'm going to read it. Romans 8 and 10 says, And if Christ be in you, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? Amen. I put it in the chat for you too, Bob. Okay. I, now, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted us to read I, I, Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not that technical producer. I, I, I got my Bible that's torn up, and you know, you had, you know how you had an old Bible that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, 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 I uh, thank you, producer. Romans eight and ten. Okay. So the next scripture is going to be Second Corinthians four, six and seventeen. Amen. Second Corinthians four, six and seventeen. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 and 7 okay and it says in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that last scripture. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He brought you out of darkness. Right. Amen. Amen. He Amen. Come on. Shine. Amen. Shine the light in your heart. Come you on. You got to have the light in your heart in order to educate. 
You got to have the light in your heart in order to know how to speak to them. You got to have the light in your heart to do all those things. So that we have the duty and we have the responsibility to pass this on. Not only to our immediate families, but even those around us. Uh, Amen. Amen. Now we're going to go. Paul had to write. Paul wrote this letter to the saints in Galatians. Now listen to this. We still talk about Christ within you because in order for you to pass on to the generations, you got to know who he is in you. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Galatians 1, the first chapter, verses 15 and 16. Amen. I know I'm going pretty fast, y'all, but y'all just be bear with me. The bishop said we only have 15 minutes. How about T-Bone <laughs> try to all put it in 15 minutes? All right. Come on. Yes, all right. Okay. Galatians, the Galatians chapter one, Paul wrote, starting at verse 15, he said, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. To reveal his son in me. To reveal his son in me. Come on, T-Bone. To reveal his son in me. Y'all don't hear me. Come on. Say it again. Say it again for him. To reveal his son in me. He called me out from my mother's womb to reveal the son in me. Amen. Uh, Amen. And call me by his grace. Call me, call you, call all of us by his grace. What that mean? <laughs> that mean you're going to have to earn this thing. Yes, Amen. Yes. You don't have to earn this Come thing. Come on. Lynn already told us it's in us. Hey, okay. it's in us. But if you don't activate and turn that thing on, then guess what? You in a lost generation. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> to reveal the son in me that I might preach him among the heathens. Immediately, I conferred it. I conferred not with flesh and blood. Oh, let me repeat that again. Come on. It says, <laughs> neither to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathens. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were uh, apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. You see, all these things that Paul was doing, Paul, remember now, Paul used to crucify Christians. He used Mm -hmm. to kill them. That's right. And he had that experience on that road to Damascus, didn't he? Yeah. Where he got blinded. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Why are thou persecuting me? The Lord told him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Paul knows that it ain't about what's happening on the outside. It ain't about this flesh. When Jesus rose on this day, I don't know why the word Easter come in. It's resurrection <laughs> day. Amen. That's, because that's the day he rose. Come on. Say it again, Dina. That's the day <laughs> he rose on Easter. Oh, come on. That's right. It's the day he rose on the Sunday morning. Hey, <laughs> amen. 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 Right. Amen. Come on, y'all. Now I'm gonna be wrapping this thing up in a minute here. Let's take me. I'm taking you to Galatians 2 and 20. Paul wrote to these folks in Galatia again, said, 
I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He said, I am crucified with Christ. What do that mean? I am crucified, crucified. with Christ. Okay. I'm crucified. Crucified. I'm killed. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm stabbed in the side. Right. I got the thorns on my head. The crown of thorns on my head. I've been spit on. I've been just talked about. Even though I was the president of the union, they still tried to persecute me. Amen. Right. Even though I was a teacher and had to deal with these doggone principals, didn't know what they taught, they still crucified me. Although my mama was the way she was, and I don't even really want to talk to her no more, she still persecuted me. Why okay. was my other brothers and sisters treated that way? And I was treated that way. Because my dad, I was my daddy's favorite. That's right. Hey, man, somebody. Hello, everybody. Come on. But he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Come on. Yet Come not on. I. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. In me. Ooh, Jesus. Christ liveth in me. Come on. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. That's powerful. That's I don't powerful. know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. Tell them again, T-Bone, because that was but, powerful. Well, let me say it again. Paul yeah. said in the, in the Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Okay. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth Christ in, me. in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. I live okay. by faith by who? The Son of God who loved me and gave himself for, for me. me. Hey. Oh. hey. Yes. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. This is, I was, this a, I was a wretch undone. Okay, this I was a wretch undone. Huh. Hey, now, Nita, I was a wretch undone. Come on, I didn't did it all. I didn't been all over the world. Come on, okay. I have done it all. I have done dope. I have had a whole bunch of girlfriends at the same time. I have even sold. I was the weed man at Mendel. Okay, <laughs> that means I sold weed. But guess what? <laughs> but Christ now delivered mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I, I also was the flipping ball king. Amen. Amen. I was recruited by professional con men. Okay. Look at my daughter. My daughter sitting there laughing, walking. <laughs> Bye, baby. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but the Christ that lives in me, okay. not I, but him that lives in me. And yeah. as I wrap up and close, I want to say... I thank God for Rodney just allowing us this day. I hope that the word of God, and I want just for your own study, I want you to look at 2 Corinthians 13, 5, Galatians 4, 9, 4, 19, Ephesians 3 and 17, Colossians 1 and 27, and 2 Thessalonians 1 and 10. I will put all these scriptures for us 
and I will get them with the uh, producer. And upon uh, Rodney's approval, we'll put them in the chat for next week. Uh, but again, these nine scriptures, these nine scriptures all show that Christ is within us. It's the New Testament. It's the New Testament of the goodness of God. And if we're not bringing forth talking about the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom of God, then we're not doing our jobs. So I thank God for this day. I thank God for you all listening attentively, even in the midst of my cooking cornbread and, and everything else. <laughs> y'all my y'all my family. I told Cecily when I invited her, I said, Cess, this ain't church as usual, so just come on. She said, and Seth said, I don't do church as usual. I told Jim to say that. I said, Jim, this ain't church as usual. Just come on. And y'all heard Jim's testimony. <laughs> I told Nelson the same thing. Nelson said he'd be in the wilderness, but not of the wilderness. Amen. He said he's, he's in it still, but he ain't of it. Amen. Yeah, and so yeah. that's how we that's how we as a people will be successful in saving a generation, building a generation, educating a generation, equipping a generation, training a generation, guiding a generation, and speaking to a generation. And it all starts within you within you amen with that thank god amen and i'm going i'm going to just hit it on back see see i i brought this thing on home i i told them i said i'll i'll back clean up amen my predecessors brother will minister will irving minister lynn sanford and we thank god for our leader our partner our family, our brother, yeah. the yeah. bishop, my yeah. partner, Irby. <laughs> you gonna eat your cornbread? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs>